With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks, Vanessa. We've been following, of course, the JDH Hockey One League uh, throughout it's competition right here on the morning show and it's down to the finals weekend in Canberra and I'm pleased to say Katrina Bailey-Price from the Canberra Chill is on the line. Semi-final time against the New South Wales Pride. Katrina, thanks for your time this morning. How are you feeling heading into this weekend? Yeah, really excited heading into the weekend. It's obviously extra exciting knowing that we've got the home final. So that'll be good fun to have hopefully some really big crowds out. We've had awesome crowds come out and support the Chill in all the other round games. And so to be hosting the finals is extra exciting as yeah, well as um, just going into finals time. And, and we like the, I like the fact that it's all in one place and, and men's and women's leagues, you know, there as well. We had a, a great chat with a couple of the New South Wales Pride players yesterday as well. And now we get your take on it. What does the home ground advantage give you here? What does the home pitch advantage give you when, you, when you're heading on out against the Pride? I think it just gives us that extra sort of motivation to really push for for our families and friends that come out to support us. We obviously are always motivated to play for each other and to put good performances on the field, but playing in front of family and friends and knowing that they've come out to support us and and all the support that they offer us off the field um, throughout the whole league, um, it just gives that extra motivation to really want to do it for the crowd. Um, And they they get behind us, they cheer really loudly, so it just gives you that little bit extra of, of drive to get the results. Throughout the Hockey One League, Canberra ends up third-place team prior to the defending champions. The Pride just dropped one game this regular season, but it was to you guys back in round four. So do you, do you talk about that, or is that something that's happened? We need to move on. This is a different game. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely something that's happened and we need to move on. Obviously, um, knowing that we can get a win over them gives us some confidence, but absolutely can't go in arrogant thinking that it's going to come easy. Um, finals time is always a new new game. Reset everyone, all four teams. You've got to reset again and um, and just keep building that process, which is something that we're really really focusing on is is building our performances each week. And I think that we've really done that so that we're playing at our best come finals time. And so that's all we're going to try and go out and do is is build another better performance than last week. And and hopefully the result will come as a result of that that good performance. There's always bumps and bruises, isn't there, at this stage of the season, no matter what kind of length of a season. And you had a scare. Did you have an ACL problem earlier on that you've you've avoided surgery? So how's that? Yeah, so I um, did a bit of a knee injury in Adelaide and um, the first sort of scare was that it was the ACL. So that was sort of yeah. feeling pretty low after that. But thankfully we got an MRI result back clearing any ACL or MCL, anything like that. So that was a great outcome. Um, in the end, it was what we call a subluxation, so a partial dislocation of my um, 
fib joint, basically, yeah. and um, I've built back up that I'm able to return um, in times of finals, which I'm really stoked about. The girls have done amazing um, getting results week in, week out, um, and I'm just really happy to be back out with the girls this weekend to, to see if we can bring home the gold. The old subluxation. It hurts just... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it hurts just thinking about it. And also away from the game itself, you've been busy because you've got to juggle your sport with parenthood as well. Um, and you had yeah. your second child back in May. So how's all that been going throughout the course of the year? I mean, you've, you've been juggling injuries, you've been juggling the game, you've been juggling family. Yeah, juggling is definitely the word for it. Um, it's, it's definitely been a juggle, but uh, I'm so lucky. I've got a huge village of support around me. Um, my husband's been amazing. Both of our families live in Canberra and they're so supportive. And then we call on our friends. Our neighbours are incredible. So we have a really big support crew um, within our village that's helped me be able to attend trainings and, and games and everything. So I definitely couldn't do it without our village. Um, and it's it's definitely a juggle at times. And logistically, things like that, pumping and breastfeeding and all that sort of stuff is always challenging. But um, we've we've worked really hard to make it happen so that I can be out doing what I love, which is wonderful. And just an overall view on the Hockey One League itself. I mean, it's got itself to a really good spot. You've got live and free coverage on 7 Plus. You know, a lot of yeah. people are talking about it. And the fans, I reckon, you know, Katrina, you know that the fans are so important in this. And if you give them what they want, they'll, they'll answer back. Hockey's that, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> Hockey's that kind of game where you've got your passionate supporters who will be there regardless. Are you seeing an input of, of other supporters and other fans who have been introduced throughout the Hockey One League? Yeah, absolutely. I know I've got some um, friends. One of my, my best friend's husband is the assistant coach with the Brisbane Lions um, AFLW team. And his sort of family have all been jumping on supporting me as well, supporting the women's sport particularly, but also just hockey as well. So I think um, it's been fantastic to see the rise of hockey supporters, but then also just through social media, spreading the word of game, just uh, work colleagues and and neighbours and all that sort of stuff are, are coming to that wouldn't necessarily normally watch hockey. So it's really fantastic that we're getting the word out. And I think obviously the Hook Into Hockey program and their involvement in all of the games has been really great to, to inspire that next generation. I know my son's been out there high-fiving the girls as they run onto the pitch each game at home and, and he absolutely loves it. He's sort of assistant coach and Matt Cook probably needs to watch out for when he might take over his job in a couple of years. But he's, um, he's really enjoyed it. And I think that that's what we're trying to do is inspire that next generation so that hockey continues to build because it's, it's such a fantastic sport. I've played since I was five and, and I just love it so much. So hopefully we can keep, keep it up and keep the coverage up on 7 Plus and, and other live and free-to-air channels. It would be wonderful. Yeah, here, here. Well said. Really well said. I mean, we've really enjoyed the fact that we've been following the Hockey One League, but also getting to know stories like yours as well and, and individual players and the league itself, plus the teams and the setup. So best of luck on the weekend. Enjoy that home pitch advantage. Um, you've got the New South Wales pride. It's semi-finals time. It's going to be a huge weekend. So good luck and thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much for your coverage. We really appreciate the sport and we hope lots of people come out to watch. Will do. Thank you. Katrina Bailey-Price there. So that's the second of the semis, Canberra Chill v New South Wales Pride and live and free coverage on 7 Plus. Pretty easy to find. The JDH Hockey One League Finals coming your way this weekend. 0457 736 736 is our text line. And that is cool, isn't it? We get to hear those different stories as well. We had uh, Tom and Alison yesterday from the New South Wales Pride, respective men's and women's team and also partners. That was good fun. We managed to 
Well, I think we kept them together, Alex, didn't we? I mean, they, they grabbed on, they were on separate phones. <laughs> they didn't give too much away in terms of sledging each other. Could have gone pretty ugly. Um, now, a text here from the Noble Shark. Matty, I disagree with you and others about the main drivers starting the endurance races. So a little bit of a backtrack for you. Supercars are proposing to change the rules or enforce a rule at the endurance races next year where the main drivers must start instead of having co-drivers start. There is a number of reasons behind it. One of them is around this perception and feeling that, okay, the biggest show in town needs the biggest names in the car when it starts. Get to that in just a sec. The other part of it is that co-drivers starting the race, and if you go back to 2022, we had all sorts of calamity off the start line in the first couple of laps in particular, and this then emanated a call from within pit lane, from within team owners to say, well, hang on a second, we're sending out these co-drivers and it can make a mess of the start of the race. I don't necessarily agree with that because that's part of it, not the whole of it. Noble Shark says, when to slot your sec... It, it won't just stop strategy, he says, it will just change it. When to slot your secondary driver in and leave your main driver in for the last stints will require good timing. Yes, it will. That's right. However, you're determining a strategy if you're saying that you can only start with your main driver. At the moment, you've got the option to start with whoever you want. So my issue here is that head office is determining what you should be doing for the race with your co-drivers. Now, there is a certain amount of laps that a co-driver needs to do and a certain amount of laps that a main driver can do. And obviously, you want your main driver in the car because they're going to be faster and more experienced. Noble Shark says also to say the co-drivers are inexperienced at starting races is rubbish. The majority of them are full-time drivers in other series and aren't in the main game because there's just not enough seats for everyone. I totally disagree with that, Noble Shark. I'm not saying that they're inexperienced in starting the races. I'm saying that they're more inexperienced than the main drivers. And yes, they're in other series, and the fact that they're not in the main game isn't just because there's not enough seats. It's the fact that they're not in the main game. If we're going to sell this series to the world have the main drivers start as they are the best-known drivers, well, that makes zero sense. Because, A, we're not trying to sell this series to the world. We're trying to continue to make it the best series in Australia. And having the main drivers start because they're the best-known drivers leans into the argument that you're trying to get the big names there when the race starts because that's where people watch. More people, by far, watch the end of the race. The race starts early in the morning, goes for six and a half hours or thereabouts. You want to make sure you've got the main drivers in at the end, if that's the logic behind it. So let's agree to disagree on that one, Noble Shark, but thank you for that. I appreciate it. We need to take a break. Back after this on SEN 1170 in Sydney and 693 SEN Q in Brisbane.